Hi, and thanks for tuning into my podcast, German Chocolate, Life of a Mixed Girl. I'm Jessica, aka German Chocolate. <laughs> Today's episode is called First Generation Mixed, with the subtitle, And Raising a Second Generation Mixed Child. So this is, sounds weird, and I don't know. So I I woke up this morning. And I was thinking about the correlation between the stories of the immigrant families, you know, um, people that came to the U.S. and had to adapt to a culture, maybe learn a new language. And uh, with their children that were either the first generation born in the U.S. or they are the first generation that lived here, spoke the language, grew up in the culture. And I, and I have quite a few of friends, like Vietnamese and Japanese, Italian, Greek, and they're really great stories to kind of hear, oh, my grandma or my parents, or they didn't speak the language at all. So you become the interpreter, which I can relate to being a child interpreter. <laughs> I've had to do that before, too, when I was younger, uh, growing up bilingual. And it's super fascinating. Um, but the story you usually don't hear is what is it like being the first generation of someone who's not from like a specific nationality, color, race, or neither of them. Uh, but don't worry, <laughs> I got you. But first of all, what I even mean, everybody has a nationality, right? Everyone, a color, a race, anything. But what if you can't identify with just one And that was something after talking a lot about belonging and where do we belong in the world? Where do I belong in society? Fitting in. And that, I just woke up with this feeling. So here you go. <laughs> this is me. And if you don't know yet, I'm Jess. I'm 34, going on 35, depending on when you listen to this. Half German half African-American, and I was born and raised in, in Germany, but I lived most of my adult life here in the U.S. So for most of my teens in Germany, I just really wanted to fit in with someone, anyone really. <laughs> and you can you can really listen to this story, what it's all about, um, on episode five, All Black People Can Sing. It sounds weird title again. I, I have off the chart weird titles, <laughs> but I'll kind of explain it. And this really has nothing to do with the fact that I really thought I look different or I was the one in need of uh, trying to figure out what was different, but more about being placed in a certain bracket and then just kind of embracing it. But listen to it. It's a really fun episode. I have a guest on there too. And uh, yes, it's very very funny, I would say. <laughs> so th those are my teens, you know, trying to find someone, be in some group, be somewhere. And in my 20s, I went exploring. So I went on an adventure of something that now retrospectively, I would call my identity crisis. <laughs> I lived in Florida before in the panhandle. I lived in Detroit, both the suburbs and in Detroit, 313, what? I uh, lived in Brooklyn. I've just moved a lot and, and traveled and met a lot of pe people. And, um, you know, you're not white, you're not black, you look Hispanic, 
but you don't really fit in people just like well you don't really know and then the cultural aspect like then I don't don't know certain shows people might have watched when they were younger so I'm just completely unique (laughs) to wherever I am and now that I'm in my 30s I just don't care I I really don't care about it anymore because I've just really embraced um I'm different and everyone really is different on their own and that's okay that is 100% okay that you do want to know where you're from that is something else so if you grew up like me um something Germans always find American very intriguing and cool so I'm like yeah cool I'm American but there wasn't much American about me because I grew up with everyone else right so it's more my skin color and that I could speak two languages (laughs) but I was basically like everyone else and uh, (laughs) imposter not really ah this topic always comes up lately and yeah it is it, it really is true you might hear this a lot And I can only put my vote to this. We stress way, way too much in our 20s. Way too much. And then at some point, we're just like, all right, chill out when you're in your 30s. You just really don't care. I mean, not letting myself go. I still like to look good or anything. (laughs) But opinions in that sense don't really matter to me as much as before. So the new challenge I'm facing, or I guess I have been facing dealing with is raising a mixed child with all of the knowledge that I already have from identity crisis wanting to belong somewhere like I said not really being one or the other and even if somebody is two days is still different (laughs) so what are you and who are your peeps right we all just really want to belong somewhere and for people with a first gen of any nationality or race here they still have you know I have my Italian flag and my cuisine and this is what it is like for me yeah 100% I am 100% German like not 100% of me but I am I love the food I know how to cook it I know how to speak the language I know places I know different seasons and cultures and holidays and all of it but not just so then I also obviously have the American but is there truly like an American thing? That's like another brain breaker. So technically I'm African-American. Um, and there was a big portion of my life where I did learn more about the culture and, and what that means. And I always listened to the music and, and watched BT and all the things. And ah, I feel like there's just so many things I can say wrong. But... It's still, you're trying to find yourself, like, what am I more? Am I more this or that? Or is it because I grew up here and how I look? And, oh, my brain, I'm just always thinking way too much. (laughs) So, but if you are one thing, you can 100% identify it. And you hear the language and you're like, hey, what's up? Uh, When when people hear me speak, which, hello, last episode, they're usually like, what's that weird Spanish you speak? But yeah, if there are some Germans somewhere, maybe a Disney that's, pre-pandemic you would find a lot of Germans in Disney I'm like only Germans here (laughs) but uh then yeah I'd be like oh my god where are you from actually really fun experience was when I lived in in New York I was in a cafe uh with a friend of mine she's also mixed like I was actually my best friend since first grade if you've been following the podcast you know her uh and we were sitting in a cafe talking German 
And this girl came up, oh my gosh, are you guys talking German? I like understand what you're saying. She's like, I'm Jewish, which is like so cool because in like the Jewish culture, like the language, it's so mixed. I, I truly forgot if you know what it is, let me know what it what it's called. Uh, that's it's very German. So she could really understand what we were saying. And I think that's so cool when you live somewhere where everyone's so like mixed culturally. Um, yeah, <laughs> getting off the rails again. Um, but what, what really creates a sense of belonging for mixed people? So visually, like I said, it's kind of like now, yeah, you listen to a language maybe, but visually it all depends on where you are. Are you in the Midwest? Are you in Florida? Are you in the East, West Coast? Which West Coast I don't have too much experience with. (laughs) But most places I'm exotic. Something, I'm either Brazilian or Hispanic for most people when they see me. So I would never walk up to someone and be like, yo, girl, you also mixed. What up? <laughs> and even then, would we really have so much in common? Also, depending on where you grew up. So it is impossible. And it does sound cool. Thinking about him like that, that would make a funny comedy sketch, probably. Hmm. Something to think about. I do feel like I'm prepared to answer any questions my son might have once he starts to build his own identity, at least consciously, obviously he is building his own identity, but like really thinking about like, why am I doing this, listening to this or whatever, or where am I coming from, which does add another layer um, to it being more than just biracial for, for him. Uh, and I'm going to get into that. <laughs> he, I think how it first came up is he asked me about the fact that nobody talks about people like us, like who are brown is what he was saying. And he's nine years old, you know, kids are always going to be open. He he had just heard something uh, on the radio and um, there are all the, all the movements that are out there, you know, the past couple of years and people are fighting for their rights. They want to be seen and they want to be heard and accepted. And it's, it's, it's beautiful how much positive change is happening and where people stick together and they can unite and identify it as a gender, a race, nationality, or just feel like I don't have to identify but with the not identifying that's also within a certain group I feel like we're unboxing a lot right now and it 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 really I don't want to say definitely not that it's the same um because it it isn't (laughs) the same type of thing but it can be really hard to identify as something specific when when you're mixed and find your peeps so I'm mixed with two things you should know by now and like I just kind of hinted, my son is mixed with three things now. So he's German, African-American, and Puerto Rican. <laughs> and even here, he is mixed. The Puerto Ricans are so mixed too. Like his grandpa is also black and white Puerto Rican. And his grandma is white Puerto Rican. And phew, I'm just getting dizzy thinking about all the different mixes and what's in there. Are you getting dizzy yet? <laughs> But even when I was pregnant, I was like, oh, what's he going to look like? Is he going to have this type of hair, this kind of skin, this kind of eyes? And just because it's like a lotto pick, you don't know what kind of genetics uh, it's going to pick up to create this one incredible human being. And I remember when we lived in Germany for a few years, he came home from daycare once and oh, he was so proud. He's like, mom, I am African. <laughs> And I was like, huh? Like, 
what makes you think that we're we're american like like who told you that you were african and uh, it 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 turned out what happened was that there's one other um dark skin a dark skin kid uh at his daycare and he was african so then everybody had just assumed that he was african because in the region we were at that time in germany um most people there haven't met Americans in real life. So maybe like on TV, but usually you don't see them. So if somebody speaks German, you probably just don't expect um, that they're that they're American. So that was uh, the very first <laughs> encounter. And then in kindergarten here in Florida, um, he once came home telling me, Mom, we are Hispanic Americans. <laughs> And once again, I had to correct him like a little bit. I said, "Yeah, almost. You indeed. You're you're Hispanic, but uh, I'm not." And um, what? Why was he told that? Like nobody really asked him about his parents. What well, he looks one hundred percent milk chocolate and Puerto Rican. <laughs> and uh, you can you can see pictures on my Instagram or if you check out on Medium at Real uh, German Chalk for both platforms. There's a picture of him too. <laughs> when he was little and um we have a spanish last name so you're just obviously going to going to assume that which i do like with in uh like in spain for example how people have hyphenated names it's actually kind of cool you get like a piece of your mom and a piece of your dad and then people are like oh you're the kid of so-and-so because you have from both the names and that's that's actually kind of neat um so yeah but this is how assumptions are made and then i i, I have to explain it um, because I don't really think about it too much. We talk German at home. We both also know English, so he speaks at school or when we talk to other people. So I never really think about it. But yeah, the Spanish aspect isn't really there because um, his dad isn't uh, in his life to really know um, that that is another part. He did say visiting once, and they were speaking this weird language. I was like, I told you a bunch of times with this that you're called weird language. <laughs> that it's Spanish and it's a part of you but I mean a nine-year-old's not going to remember that kind of stuff because it's you can't relate it to anything really but it it is fun exploring and trying to see where you fit in um but I hope I'll definitely be able to teach him that belonging doesn't really have to do with your skin color the language you speak and definitely not um what last name you have that that really doesn't like for me I was I married a Puerto Rican back then and um, because my child has the same last name and it's easier, I still have it, but I, I'm not, which is either or, but it's just an assumption, right? So belonging is more a place you feel comfortable with people you can identify with on a personal or personality level, I'd like to say. So blood isn't always thicker than water when it comes to it. And uh, I really do think it can actually be liberating not to be forced into a specific drawer, even though people still try to place you somewhere. Well, I mean, everybody really does. I heard something really interesting today at work. Somebody said, well, if you have a brain, you have a bias. And, and, and that is true. And we all do. And we have to be able to, when we realize, and be like, oh, here we go. Bias again. <laughs> Check it. Um, and my mom never made me feel out of place or anything. And I have no memory I can recall that I ever wondered back then why my mom doesn't have the same skin color I do the only thing was really about where I fit in because it was always a group of of different people usually certain nationalities were hanging out with each other and then you were kind of placed into a certain group but I didn't really think about like well my mom looks this way and I look that way uh so not everyone's the same when it comes to that 
uh, and kids generally do ask a lot of questions. So I am prepared to answer as many questions as I can. <laughs> so my mission as a first generation mixed girl in my family, uh, who is also a millennial, raising a generation alpha mixed kid. So <laughs> raising a gen alpha is already really different. And uh, which for every generation, obviously the boomers, the gen X, like all of them. Whole other topic that I'm going to do my best to make him feel okay about how he wants to feel. Just being himself, just being a human being and the type of human being you want to be. So this is my somewhat inspirational episode for today, packed into a semi-serious but fun way, being vulnerable once again, sharing like my personal experience and maybe you can relate to it, maybe you haven't really thought about it and now you're thinking about it, but please don't overthink it. <laughs> but yes, thank you so much for listening. And if you want to keep the discussion going, you have questions or you want to ask with other people, join the community, go on my Insta at real German chalk. Uh, there's the post from the article I wrote today uh, with the same title <laughs> with the being the first uh, generation mixed and drop a comment. I love to discuss and you should also be able to see a feature where you can leave a voice uh, message if you are listening from Anchor from the homepage and we can discuss it in the next episode and make it a separate segment. I'm excited to hear back because all you can do is hear me right now. <laughs> Bye.